I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this week's episode, we're talking about the Northwest Ordinance. So grab your statehood. And let's get civical. Hello, everybody. Oh, hi. Hello. Oh, hi. Welcome back to Let's Get Civical. I'm Lizzie Stewart. And I'm Arden Wallentowski. And it's mid-July. <laughs> it is. It is mid-July. And we are, we're here. We've arrived mm-hmm. at the middle of this month. It's Summer is flying by. It's flying by. In a way that I kind of don't love. Like, I want it to be slower. I, I always want it to be slower. I feel like, I, I, I mean, I've been away so much in this, I'm like in New That's York true. City this week. Mm-hmm. And I feel very like, okay, I'm in my own place with my own things. And I have my own desk and my, you know, like the unpredictability yeah. of where I'm going to record and how the day is going to go this week. Right. Will be very low, very low on the unpredictability scale. 
which I'm right. ready for. I'm ready for. I mean, I'm, it's uh, like, it is shocking how much you've been bebopping around. Like, mm. it would kill me. Lizzie, you be... don't know. Did I tell you what's about to come up? No. Oh, God. Are you hitting the road again? I am. We are. Where, where, in what, what, where are you going? <laughs> oh, listen to this doozy. Okay. So we're going from New York to Ohio. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to drive down to Missouri to see some friends. Okay. And then we're going to spend like a week-ish kind of like bopping around that part of the country. Like, where do we want to go today? Let's go here today and see what Nebraska has to offer. Sure. And then we're going to a wedding uh, just outside Knoxville. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. And then we're going to go back to the Carolinas, go to the lake, go to Greensboro, probably drive down to Alabama back up to the Carolinas <laughs> or the lake and then up to back to New York city. Like okay, Lewis and do- Clark. <laughs> How long is this like whole stretch of time that you'll be away going to be? It, I mean, at least three weeks. Yeah. Depending on how it all turns out and like how long we spend in certain places. Like I could see it going a little bit longer, but you know, well, it's, yeah. it's, I'm, I'm excited, but I'm also like, you know. Well, I highly recommend while you guys are in Missouri visiting the sweet little town of Independence, Missouri, <gasps> where none other than Harry S. Truman is from, <gasps> where his house is, and you can <gasps> tour his house. It's amazing. You would love it. So if you guys oh. have an afternoon, go to Independence. It's worth it. The Truman okay. Library is also there, which is really <gasps> cool. I'm so excited. Okay. So just putting that in your mind, Ooh. any of our listeners who are in Missouri, highly recommend visiting Independence, Missouri and going to the Truman House and the Truman Library. Oh, I love that it's called Independence, Missouri. It is. And it's like, it's small. It's really cute. They have these like silhouettes of Harry S. Truman walking with his like, you know, cane and bowler hat. Right. Um, and they're all over the place. So Aww. it's very, we lean into Truman in Great. Independence, Missouri, obviously. Obviously. But it's the best. It's Aww. the best. So Okay. I'm going to put it on the list. Great. Put it on the list. It's worth, it's worth it. It's worth it. Love. Love, love, love. But kind of unrelated to Truman, the middle of the country, uh, and anything else we've been talking about, we're talking about something. Not, I don't want to call it random because it's not random. But, it's not random. But, but it is kind of related to what we were talking about because we're talking is it the middle of the country and it's like. Oh, it is it's about Ohio, the middle of the country. It's Ohio and Minnesota. Yeah, you're right. Illinois. Yeah, it's all those states. You're right. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So today we're talking about the Northwest Ordinance. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Which is something that I know I learned in school, like, or we touched on very briefly, but could not tell you what it is in this moment. <laughs> I, I, I think I knew a little bit more about it because I grew up in Ohio and, sure. you know, I, my, I have family in Michigan. So like, I may, but like, couldn't give you the specifics, but could have told you that like, it's the thing that divided up this piece of land. But like that was probably sure. all I, I all I would have known. Yeah. I think I probably would have guessed that it had something to do with what states could do what. Right. Or like what states were, how states were made in some way. Yeah. But that's Agreed. about it. Got that's it. That's about yeah. it. 
But yeah. I'm excited to do a deep dive. And the reason why we're doing it for this week's episode is because it was passed on July 13th, 1787. Her anniversary is coming up. It's coming up. It's coming up for us is in two days and for yeah. when this episode airs the day before. Ooh, I don't know. Ooh, ooh. What day is a Wednesday? What I don't know. It doesn't Wednesday? matter. What but day it just is passed. Wednesday? Yeah. The 13th is Tuesday. So. And Wednesday's the 14th. So yes. yesterday, this past. <laughs> <laughs> Several hundred years ago is when this passed. Yesterday. Yes. <laughs> just yesterday. Just yesterday. Just yes- it was yesterday. Can you believe it? We finally figured out how to split up Ohio. It is insane. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Crazy, crazy. Good for us. But before we jump in, do you want to talk about today's sources? Today's Sarsharon and sources. There's yeah. um, quite a few of them today because I looked up a little bit of information about the five states that were created. <laughs> That'll do it. From, yeah, <laughs> that were created from the Northwest Ordinance. So this is all coming from the House Archives, which we love. love. Mm, I love. Mm-hmm. The House Archives. The House Archives. It's really fun. It, they're just, they're so good. Arden, I love them. I love them. I love them. We get to use them. Carry yep. on. That's it. Makes it. Me, it makes me happy. <laughs> Ohio History Central. Cute. History.com. Obviously. The Office of the Minnesota Secretary of State, which Minnesota was not one of the states that was created from the Northwest Ordinance, but curiously they had some like just good narrative about. Sure. The ordinance it's nearby. The states that were, it's nearby. There's a, a blog, I think it is, at MSU that had some interesting, fun little tidbits. And an article that was like a listicle by a woman named Lisa Powell from the Dayton Daily News. And Dayton Heck is yeah. in Ohio. Dayton, Ohio, it sure is. Yeah. It yeah. sure is. Yeah. I love it. Well, let's start off at my favorite place to start off. which is just figuring out what the Northwest Ordinance is and what she did. Who she is, what she did. Let's get a foundation to build our house. Great. So these notes are coming from the House Archives and History.com. So on July 13th, 1787, the Confederation Congress approved, quote, an ordinance for the government of the territory of the United States northwest of the river ohio end quote by a vote of 17 to 1 so first of all too many ofs too many in of. this sentence one of, of the of the river ohio that's so of weird. the river ohio it's like an ordinance for the government of the united states northwest of the territory of the, of the united states northwest yeah. of the no too many prepositions too many prepositions yeah and then also 17 to 1, who's the one? I know. Why? I know. I forgot to look that up because I'm very curious about who that was. Who was like, I mean, it's fine. No. It's not your fault. But like, imagine no. being the one person of like, no, let's, like, what's what's your deal, bro? Right. Like, <laughs> what are your, what's your logic? What's your reasoning? I don't understand. Continuing on, the members of Congress knew that if their new confederation were to survive intact, it had to resolve the state's competing claims to Western territory. Correct. Yeah. You cannot let the children run the house. No. You have to be the strong parent and say, hey, Ohio, you get this. Michigan, you get that. That's it. Yeah. We're not arguing no ifs, ands, or buts. We voted 17 of us. Yep. 
John, the one who doesn't want to do this, forget him. Sorry. But that's, I bet he was like, oh, the state should decide. I bet that was the one guy. The sta- oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it was like a state's rights thing. But also no. the, the states that were already states of the union, the like the yeah. original colonies, they had to give up their some of their land. Some of them had land that extended into the territory. So they had to like, they had to give it up. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I don't make the rules. This is how it works. When you have a new kid. Things get reallocated. That's just... You gotta get bunk beds and you gotta share space. You gotta get bunk beds. Okay, continuing on. In 1781, so a few years prior to this being passed, Virginia began by ceding its extensive land claims to Congress, a move that made other states more comfortable doing the same. Shout out to Virginia for just being like, here's my land. here's some land. A team player. A team player. Massachusetts, New York, and Connecticut soon after released their claims to the land area west of the Appalachian Mountains, extending to the Mississippi River. So these these were big states or big... Uh, Huge I chunks guess, of land. Like Connecticut, massive when mm-hmm. you think about it. And now poor Connecticut is well, Connecticut's teeny, like tiny. Itty bitty, itty bitty living space. Wee New England state. A tiny wee New New England state. Yeah, New York got to keep a nice chunk. I'm like, dang, if I'm Connecticut, I'm a little pissed. <laughs> like, there's a diff- There's a big difference between the size of New York and the size of Connecticut, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, yes. Also, that configuration is weird, because sometimes you basically have to, like, drive through Connecticut to get to some parts of New York. Oh, yeah. All the time. Because it's, it's faster. You yeah. can say Better known as the Northwest Ordinance, it provided a path towards statehood for territories northwest of the Ohio River, encompassing the area that would become the future states of Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, Ohio, Wisconsin, and parts of Minnesota. I mean, that's a lot. Like, if, if a couple states gave a little bit of land, we got, what, one, two, three, four, five and a half states out of it? And, like, not small states. Like some Not of small states. states. No, they're, it's not Delaware. No. No. We don't have six Delawares. No. No. The 1787 ordinance sought to revise Thomas Jefferson's 1784 ordinance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These ordinances. By designating the territories as one district which fell under Congress's jurisdiction. I, lo- I love that. It's like all we can do is reverse each other's ordinances mm-hmm. and that's it. And like and like figure out the post system. That's what we're doing that's in what the seventeen eighties. That's all we had the energy for. We were very tired. Very tired. In addition to the information about real estate and estate planning, the 1787 ordinance also outlined a general process for acquiring statehood. Okay, interesting. We love how you become a state. We really do. Mm -hmm. The first federal Congress renewed the Northwest Ordinance during its first session in August of 1789. But after obtaining vast amounts of land from France with the Louisiana Purchase and from Spain with the purchase of Spanish Florida... Policymakers were forced to adapt the Northwest Ordinance to suit their changing needs. I mean, yeah, you've getting you're getting so much land, you got to have a process, and this is the only thing that we have that's a process. That's a process, yeah. Although the Northwest Ordinance remained a primary model, Congress passed a series of enabling acts that granted greater autonomy to territorial officials while providing a path to eventual statehood. Uh, It's a thing. It's a thing. There's a path. 
Yeah. There's a path to statehood. It's been established for hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And there's like lots of details in the ordinance about like the various stages to becoming a state. Mm-hmm. I think some of them are bullshit, but you know, of course they are. Of it wouldn't they be. Are. It wouldn't be you without some bullshit, like without bullshit. some legit hazing. Like it's like we are we are a fraternity. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> If, if you probably I don't know that you've read through the notes yet, but you are ex- you hit the nail quite on the head. I always have my finger on the pulse, mm-hmm. even when I don't read through the notes prior to recording. It's true. The sexism in that is and racism that's laced throughout the Northwest Ordinance is just you know it's just obvious. Classic. It's just obvious. Classic. Classic. So we're going to talk a little bit about the details of the ordinance. So, like Lizzie said, earlier legislation, such as the Ordinance of 1784 and the Land Ordinance of 1785, had only said that the territory would someday become states. Someday. Someday. You hang Any on. Any time now. You hang on. Somebody <laughs> will so help you We're so lazy. Soon. You stay on the line and an operator will be with you as soon we'll as possible. We'll be with you shortly. Yeah. We're so late. Imagine writing a piece of legislation and being like, ugh, I don't want to have to figure out when. So let's just put a placeholder at some point. Someday. This is crazy. Someday. Someday. Someday, it said, these two former ordinances, that territories could become states and described how the federal government would sell the land to private citizens. Mm. I bet bet we couldn't get land. Sounds great. I Uh mean, like, let's just sell it all to, like, the rich white dudes. That's sure. Sure. Because we can't have land. We can't have land. Thomas Jefferson, Nathan Dane, Manasseh Cutler, and Rufus King. Great names. Great, great names. I mean, a lot of heavy hitter names. Heavy hitter, great stage names. Manasseh Cutler and Rufus King. I mean, Jesus, I love that. Yummy. Yummy. They usually receive credit for the ideas behind the Northwest Ordinance, so thank you. Bless. Bless, bless. According to the act, the territory would have to progress through three separate stages of government. So it set up ways that, like, it basically helped them set up government over time. But it was, like, heavily restricted and then, like, had to be approved by Congress. So in the first stage, Congress was responsible, like, the federal Congress was responsible for selecting the territory's leaders. There would be a governor, a secretary, and three judges. The governor and judges would jointly select laws from already existing states to create their territory's legal code. So, like, they were just like, uh, hi, um, Delaware, what how, what did you do about this thing? And then that <laughs> could be their law. Like, they couldn't make them. They had to borrow them. I imagine all of these higher up positions, the, the governors and the judges, were not... Uh, inhabitants of the territories. So it's literally plucking somebody from Virginia and throwing them into Ohio, or am I incorrect? I think I, we're going to go through it. I think they all had to be from the territories. Okay, like, bless. Bless, yeah, bless. That's surprising the- to me because it does it does sound like they would just like grab whoever and uh, be like, hey, go to Ohio for six months hey, and uh, get, this, get this set up. Right, right, right. But I also feel like, you know, it's not like a for sure was not a democratic process. They were probably like, hey, do you know who's really great in Ohio? 
This guy, John. Do you know him? His name's John. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. John? John. John is great. John is great. We should just let John be governor because, you know, we went to college together. Yeah, and I think he would actually work really well with John. With John. With John. Yeah. And they I were think in the same you, and then fraternity. having John and John yeah. in there is exactly I think would really help. Yeah. You know, and if like worst case scenario, we can always turn to John. Right. And it'll be fine. And it'll be fine. And John's brother, Jim, also great. Oh my god, Jim. Jim, Jim, Jim. Love Jim. Love Jim. Love Jim. So they had to use other pre-existing states' laws. And then Congress reserved the right to accept or reject all selected laws. So okay, they could select right. them, but then they also had to go to Congress and be like, is this okay? Can we do and these Congress laws? Could, could you, can you, get, is it, did I get 100%? And Congress could be like, you failed. Go, go redo it. Love it. The governor would have power over the militia and Native American matters. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He, he he could also select law enforcement officials and judges for the lower courts. So the governor was really like a mini president. President? Yeah. yeah. All five members of the territorial government were to have large holdings of land and be residents of the territory. So they had to live in the territory, but they had to have a lot of land, which excludes anybody land. with a vagina. And no. Anybody of color and anybody right. basically who, like, could not read. Right. Well, also, like, wealthy, like, capital and, W. Because oh, a yeah. large amount of land means a large amount of money. Monies. 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 Yeah. So you had to be a rich white male. Yes. Obsessed. Probably named John. <laughs> John and his brother Jim. They lived next door it. to each other on their gigantic estates. So then once 5,000 free men lived within mm. the territory. Free men. Free. Free men. Free men. Free men. Mm-hmm. Let's, yep, both of those things lived. Once 5,000 of them lived in the territory, the government would enter a second stage, the territorial government, and it had to do with the legislature and creating like a council. So the federal government allowed residents within the territory to elect a legislature. The legislature consisted of two houses, basically, you know, like a version of our federal congress mm-hmm. and the legislature was a house of representatives and a legislative council cute okay cute. okay the legislative council was a group of five men selected men. by congress from a list of 10 names of legislatures serving in the house so <laughs> john 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 jim. john 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 aaron john john jim the goat <laughs> Give me, give me, give me the goat. We haven't circulated give me ten goat of your in best here Johns. <laughs> give me ten of your best Johns. <laughs> oh my god! So I fun. wish it wasn't as true as it is. I like, know, this but is they're just... all named John. I... And then we've got they like Rufus my hand. in there. It's so funny. yeah, and then there's Rufus, and then like... there's Rufus, who's just his parents were eccentric. Congress, the federal Congress would get the list of 10 names of legislature serving in the territorial house. And from that group, they would select five of the men for the legislative council. Every legislator serving in a house in the house in a territory had to be an adult male resident with at least 200 acres of property under his control. Oh, my God. Where do you get 200 acres of anything? It's- you inherit it. Or you, you inherit, inherit the it. money to buy it. 
Also, question for the federal government. What's an adult? Seriously. In 1780-whatever. Right. Because us now, obviously it's 18, but back then. What right. is it, 14, 15, 16? When are you an adult? When are you an adult? Like, that is you such have a good to question. say it. Yeah. Because right now it is, it's, it's, what's that word? It's very vague. Where it's, it's vague. It's vague. That's the word. Yep. What's the word? It's, it's not specific. It's very vague. It's not specific. It's very (laughs) eudonist. And it's also subjective. Like. Right. If I think you're an adult, then yeah. But if John doesn't think you're an adult, it's like, all right, who's, who's right? Right. (laughs) Me or John? John might think this other dude has a little bit more growing up to do. He's only 15. Maybe. I agree. At 16, he can serve in the legislature. Also, the idea of, like, a 16-year-old man serving in the legislature when, like, a 30-year-old woman is like, like, fuck that Wish shit. I could read. <laughs> Wish I could read. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. We're going to take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. 
With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of the 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. So every legislature in the House, adult male, 200 acres of property. To serve on the Legislative Council, you had to be, again, an adult male who owned 500 or more acres of land. Got so it. clearly, so, like, the it's council, much more exclusive. Much more exclusive. It's kind of like the, the Senate, you know, like the yeah. Senate is more of an exclusive group. To be able to vote in the territory, a person had to be an adult male and the owner of at least 50 acres of land. Perfect. 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 No squatters or residents who did not own property were permitted to vote. Women and people of color. Or the poor. Who cares? Or the poor. You could just just, be an adult male who just only has four acres. Yeah. Poor. You can't vote. Yeah. Can't vote. The final phase was eventually statehood. The Northwest Ordinance stipulated that the creation of at least three, but not more than five states happen out of the Northwest Territories. Once 60,000 people resided in a territory, they could apply for statehood. The people could form a constitutional convention, draft a state constitution, and then submit the document to the United States Congress for approval. It there, I, what I love about U.S.S.A.T. is the federal government is like, here, do exactly what we did to form this nation. Mm-hmm. Have at it. Mm-hmm. And they just let them go, you know, not like here's, here's like more specific guidelines, et cetera, et cetera. No, you have to write it. You have to do it and then, and then present it to us. Right. And then we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. The state constitution had to guarantee basic rights to its people. Let's take that with a grain of salt. Basic rights. Mm -hmm. What what are those? Free white males. To whom exactly free white men? including religious freedom, trial by jury, the right to bail except in capital offenses, which, sure, you kill somebody, 50 bucks doesn't get you out. You don't get to go out. You don't get to go out. You don't get to go out. I'm just like, plagiarize the the U.S. Constitution. Mm -hmm. That's what they want you to do. Yeah. Copy, paste, honey. Copy, Copy, paste. We have done the work. It took us so long, and we lost many a wigs. Please just copy and paste. Copy and paste. Control, C. <laughs> and then control B. And then control B. Isn't it insane that it to copy it's control C and to paste it's control V? And I know I don't P. understand V. I never because how many times I never hit control P for print. Uh-huh. Because there's always like I've got to choose a different size, I've got to do whatever, mm-hmm. and I just go to like the drop down so file print, print and yeah. then they yeah. So I don't know why whoever thought control V was a good I feel like the only thing that it has going for it is that it's right next to the C. That could be it. Maybe it has to do with, like, where your hands are. But then, like, why not control X? Because that's cut. But So V could be cut? That's true. V could be cut. What about B? B's just hanging out there. Maybe he wanted to get in the game. Look, I feel like it's a weird thing. Just had to put it out there. 
that's neither here nor there when talking about the Northwest Ordinance. The founding fathers would be very confused by They'd this be like, entire what? conversation. They'd be like, first of all, you're women, so shut up. It's insane that you know how to read. It's insane you know how to read. And who told you you could speak? No. Who told you? Who told you there. you could speak? Nobody told us we could speak. No. We're just going to reclaim our time. <laughs> the states were supposed to encourage education. Okay. But the mm-hmm. Northwest Ordinance did not require states to provide public education. Perfect. Great. Great. How about you educate them? But we're not going to require it. But also yeah. just landowning adult males. Do you educate the free white men? Yeah. yeah. If not, whatever. It's not, you know. But like, try. But like, try. Like, maybe just a little bit. That'd be great. Thanks. Yeah. Um, Slavery. And this was the big one. This is like what mm-hmm. I... This is the uh, the other main thing that I remember about this from learning it in school was that slavery was outlawed in any of the states created from the Northwest Territory. Pro-slavery Southerners were willing to go along with this because they hoped that the new states would be populated by white settlers from the South. They believed that although these Southerners would have no enslaved workers of their own, they would not join the growing abolition movement of the North. So they were just like, it's okay, they don't need to own people as long as they are sympathetic to us owning people yeah we're fine they're like we'll get more of our own up there and like kind of dissuade this movement that's you know getting in the way of what we want which is slavery slavery interesting and also it's like why would the southern settlers want to do that like it's just an interesting gamble i think that they took i'm like did you like do a do a poll and see how many people actually were expressing interest <laughs> going to the <laughs> northwest from the south. No, no we didn't check and see. It we seemed didn't like and see. it just seemed like you made an assumption about your folks, right? Without checking in with your folks, because if you already have a place in the south, like especially if you already have place in the south with slaves, like right. what you're gonna pack everybody up and like. Drive to Wisconsin? Like, that is a long that's, that's prairie insane. ride. That's insane. It's a long time in a wagon. And then you're going to, like, have to go farm all of this land with no... Yeah. You have to build a human house. ...human power. Because... Like, or you're going to have to pay, which you should be doing anyway. Like, you have to pay the human power. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know how they thought that was going to work, but... Yeah. Yeah. Interesting gamble. Interesting mm-hmm. gamble. Yeah. But like we said before, we had five states that were created from this ordinance. So we're going to talk about the states that came out of it. So by May of 1848, so this is like, this is a several, what? I'm going to do 60 years? Yeah. Wait. It took a while. It took a while to get Well, there are all the this. stages. You got to get all the people. That's true. They didn't want to count everybody. Just, I mean, like when you limit yourself to wealthy adult males. Sure, it takes while. It takes a while. It takes takes a while. It takes some time. Yeah. So by May of 1848, five states had been formed out of the Northwest Territory. Like we said before, it was Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Did you say Illinois? I don't know what I said. I'll roll the tape back. And if I said Illinois, I'm sorry. I love that. Illinois. I love that. We'll see. We'll see. We'll let the readers decide. It's a great album. It's one of my favorites, but (laughs) that's really funny. Yes. So those five states were created. So first we're going to talk about Wisconsin. 
So Wisconsin was admitted to the Union on May 29th, 1848. So the last one. Yeah, the last one. I would say. The state of Wisconsin was organized out of the territory of Wisconsin. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) And this was the last remnant of the Northwest Territory. Although in 1848 the territory of Wisconsin extended to the Mississippi River, the state of Wisconsin voluntarily limited its western boundary to the St. Croix River. This boundary limitation by the state of Wisconsin left the land area between the St. Croix and the Mississippi available for the eventual inclusion in the state of Minnesota. 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 So Wisconsin could have been huge. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm interested why they, like, were just giving up land. It must have been hard to manage so much. Yes. And also, if you make your border a river, that's a very clear delineation. Yeah. And then also yeah. gives you some defense. So, may, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, not that they mm-hmm. were anticipating. But you never know. Bang, bang, fighting with. Right. But you never know. All they've done is this fought was wars. Early. Yeah. 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 So next, we're going to talk about Illinois. Ooh, good job. So Illinois was admitted to the Union on December 3rd, 1818. Prior to statehood, the Illinois prairie was populated by, quote, Native peoples, Native Americans. Yeah. Initially, of the two main tribes, the Illinois, or Illinois, and Miami. So these are two names of two tribes. Mm-hmm. Maps of the states reflect other local tribes, the Winnebago, Potawatomi, Fox, Kickaboo, and Shawnee. Yep. I just wanted to give like a little bit of information for some of the states and some background about like yeah. who was there. That there were so were many like and Native was... American tribes living in these territories that so, we just so destroyed. many that like all of these like a lot of the names, like they're all Native American names. Like we just mm-hmm. wasn't like we were like, this is now ours and we're gonna call it New York. Was like this is yeah. now ours, and we're just gonna keep the name that you gave it. And just gonna say Illinois. That seems to work. It's like when you adopt a pet and you just keep their name, right? But different because we stole the land, right? But different. <laughs> but different. I don't. I don't want anybody to think that I'm making that correlation. But it is. I mean, it just shows how unimaginative we are. Yeah. And how we didn't board. care about the Native Americans. We just no. wanted their land and their names and their names. The next state we're going to talk about is Michigan. The territory that makes up present-day Michigan was divided and redivided eight times in the 50 years between the creation of the Northwest Territory in 1787 and Michigan's eventual statehood in 1837. On January 11, 1805, by an act of Congress, the Michigan Territory was created. In that same year, 1805, Michigan consisted of the entire lower peninsula and a fraction of the east half of the upper peninsula. I don't know if you've ever, has anybody from Michigan ever been like, if you ask them where you're, where they're from, they like hold up the hand. Oh, I've never, I've never encountered that, but I haven't, to be honest, I haven't encountered a ton of people who are Michiganders. from Michigan. Yeah. Michiganders. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in I also, like, never considered them to be peninsulas, but mm-hmm. they fully are. <laughs> they fully are. And, like, the, the, if you, like, if you're talking about the upper peninsula, you just say upper peninsula. But if you're talking about the lower part, because it looks like a mitten, like, mm-hmm. people hold up their hands and they're like, 
So you can be like, I don't know, where's Saginaw? And you're like, it's right here, just like above, like right at like the lower, mm-hmm. like kind of left part of the hand and the, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Which is helpful no, it's very, because it's your hand is like um, aid. Yeah. 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 And it's also, it's interesting that Michigan, at first when you said that it was divided and redivided eight times, I was like, why would they need to divide it? And then I remembered what Michigan looks like. And I'm like, yeah, that's... <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a doozy of a state. It's a doozy of a state. And it's as far as it's just state boundaries, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it also borders Canada, although I don't Canada, know how much yeah. they were thinking about that. But like the Great Lakes and all of it, I feel like it's just a little bit like in Ohio does, too. They, I mean, it borders, you know, Canada, whatever. But I don't know. There's something about Michigan, maybe because it is those two pieces of there's water. divided by a huge fresh water lake. And it's fresh water that it's, yeah, different. It's tricky, tricky. Different. They didn't really know what to do with her. No, no. From the creation of the Michigan Territory in 1805, the three-stage process of development towards statehood was followed for several decades until admission to the Union was reached in 1837. So they kept dividing it. They didn't really know what to do with her. But eventually in Michigan, she got there. She got there. She figured it out. Yep. Yep. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome to the Union. Indiana. In 1800, the Indiana Territory was created. That's the same act that created that territory, divided the Northwest Territory in half through the present-day Lower Peninsula of Michigan. So we're like, it's part of of Indiana was created out of like this division of Michigan that we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. The east half of the peninsula, which was home to Detroit, Michigan, and the population center remained in the Northwest Territory Along with the future state of Ohio, the western half of the peninsula became part of the new Indiana Territory. So what they're saying is, like, originally Indiana was part of the Michigan Territory mm-hmm. until so until we cut her off. Until we cut her off. Indiana. Until we cut her off. Yeah. Except we kept Detroit. We're, I'm going to post a picture of all this on our Instagram yeah. just so people can, like, look at it and see what we're dealing with and how we kind of, you know, carved the pumpkin, if you will. Yeah. The maps are super interesting, and like, wh- yeah. wh- like I, obviously they kept Detroit because that's where the people were, and there were businesses there, and it was, it's right on the water, like it's a you know port, mm-hmm. you know accessible city. Then Indiana was eventually admitted to the Union on December eleventh, eighteen sixteen. Okay, early on, early on, early on. Not the first, not the no, last, not the last. Ohio, and we've talked a little bit about this before, and a prior episode god like a year and a half ago i feel like in 1803 february 19th 1803 ohio was the first state to join the union from the northwest territory and with ohio statehood the boundaries of the indiana territory were redrawn to encompass the lower peninsula peninsula like we talked about ohio became the 17th state of the union when president thomas jefferson endorsed the united states congress's decision to grant statehood on february 19th but due to an oversight, Ohio wasn't officially admitted to the United <laughs> States until August 7th, 1953. Hell yeah. Yeah. And I should say this is this these couple things are coming from the Dayton Daily News, the listicle by Lisa Powell. And they it was delayed till 1953 because Congress never took a formal vote back in 1803. Jefferson was like, yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. You have one job in Congress. And one that's job. to take formal votes yeah and to forget about something as big as a state yeah like who left that off the agenda who was like who left off the agenda i'm obsessed with the person who figured this out in 1953 and they were like right (gasps) 
<laughs> I feel we've talked about this person before. I feel it was like it was like a congressperson, like an Ohio Ohio yeah. congressional rep or whatever. Well, because they were like, wait a second. E- and then, oh, can we get the governor on the phone? <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Governor. We're not a state. Uh, we're not a state. We're going to need to take president. care of this toot de sweet. I love this part. So Ohio is an Iroquois word that means great river. The Iroquois mm. Indians, Native Americans, indigenous people began settling the region in 1650. So 1650. Once again, once again, they, we were not the first ones here. Mm-mm. Other people were living here, there mm-hmm. in Ohio. And just a little bit of like a, a little tidbit just to remember that that's little true. Little tidbit. Yeah. Well, yeah, I feel like this whole thing, the Northwest Territory or the Northwest Ordinance, I'm sorry, is such a good example of how like, yes, we got the states and we love that we're the United States now. But it's a great example of how we got here, we yeah. can be critical of. Yeah. You know, which yeah. is like the like they denied that that women and people of color were people that could be even counted in the population. Yep. And you could only vote if you were a landowning white male. And it's a, I mean, just the amount that we took away from the, you know, indigenous people who inhabited the territories long before us. And then we just kept their names. Yeah. It's insane. It's classic U.S. Yep. And I think it is just fine to be proud to be an American, but mm-hmm. critical of the practices that we engaged in early on and even today. And even today. I think that's a healthy approach. You know, you can, two things can exist at the same time. Yep. 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 And that's what the Northwest Ordinance is all about. That's who she is. That's what she was. That's That's what she she did. So happy anniversary to the Northwest Ordinance. Again, it's a complicated piece of legislation, good things and bad things. But, um, but July 13th, 1787 is when we started getting organized (laughs) Of how to deal with new states. You know, how to bring them in. Yeah, yeah. But that's our episode for this week. And if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. You can rate us. You can review us. You can subscribe to us. We love you so, so much. And we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye.